You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. Hi, I'm Nick, and sitting across the table from me is Madge. What's happening, Madge? Oh, not much. Back in here for another week. That's right. Dilly's finally bought, um, built Noah's Ark, and he's joining us in the studio today. What's happening, Dilly? A lot, mate. Fixing fences, and I sort of copped it pretty easy from the floods compared to everyone else. So, But here we are. I'm back. Good to see you. What did you think of the rise fight last night? Yeah, it was good. Um Heaps, heaps sick place this time. Um, it was like an amphitheatre kind of set up, theatre set up. And, um, yeah, I'm sure Andy, our mate, who's the promoter of it, would have been happy. It was a pretty big turnout. The fights were sick, especially the um, main fight. It had, a, like, Jake Lund, who's a – I think he's a current or former world champion, and he ended up winning. And, yeah, that fight was amazing. And, yeah, there was – I think there was 13 fights all up on the night. And, yeah, it was a good night. You know, I was sick. There's quite a few people that actually turned out – least three quarters to almost going to fully packed out. There's heaps of people yeah, for they just the main kept, card. Yeah, they, they just kept, kept rolling in, yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting how they keep cruising in. Like halfway, It'll be halfway through the night and they're still rolling through the door, eh? It's like it doesn't stop. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy for Andy. I'm sure he would have had a pretty successful night um, within, as in um, ticket sales. So Yeah, because at one stage it looked fairly empty and then I had to go get a mate from the front door. Yeah. And when I went out there, there was like, couple of hundred people having durries out the front yeah. in between fights. <laughs> well, it's like, unless you're like a massive, massive fight fan, it's like when a UFC or something's on, you don't really pay attention until the main card, you know, and on the undercard, sometimes there's like 10 fights, so. I reckon some of them undercard fights were sick. Yeah, a lot of time in a lot of them things, bro, they're sometimes better, the undercard fights, but yeah. I definitely um, all well matched up. I definitely it was um, an eye-opener with their chicks. Yeah, a bit so, of everything. There's some kids... Um, some teenagers, chicks, yeah, it's had unreal. a bit of everything, and then yeah, like world, world level fighters at the end there, so it was good. I'm, um, don't know about you fellas, I'm pretty glad my missus can't fight like that because probably yeah. wouldn't end well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of beers and get a bit cheeky, and she drops you. <laughs> yeah, too many beers at the golf course, we'd be knocked out. <laughs> that um, is it, Hajat and O'Connell, the two girls that fought there. I think it was fight six. Yeah, that was it. That fight was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a good night. Um, we sponsored as a podcast. We sponsored Knockout the Night, and I actually said before the show started, "What happens if there isn't a knockout?" And yeah, no shit, it didn't happen until the last fight. So yeah, round four. In yeah, the we main we, card. We got we got lucky. Someone we thought no one was going to win it, but yeah, we got to give it away. So that was pretty good. Well, realistically, we got unlucky because we could have kept that money. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good but fight, though, the main card. It was um, yeah, Drummond come up from Tasmania, and he definitely threw pretty hard in the first couple of rounds. I think Jake Glunn probably just um, fight experience. He killed a cruise for a couple of rounds, and D- Drummond was rooted, and he just started picking off him, and he eventually made a big mess of him. But, yeah, yeah it was a good well, fight. Lundy's had, um, I think he said he had two and a half years off, whether it was due to not being hurt or anything, but just can't travel overseas um, and COVID and stuff like that and not being able to get opponents because, you know, all these guys are top level and if you're versing someone else who's kind of top level and do- doesn't want to lose, they don't like taking these kind of fights. So Drummond, apparently, all his opponents had been pulling out in the past, so this was a yep. good matchup. These two new 
Definitely a game. Either rival wasn't going to pull out, and it, um, it worked out good. It was a good fight. Definitely a game man taking on someone on like Lund's capabilities is yeah, like a big move. Yeah, so. you could see you could see um, the difference in in levels when he come out compared to kind of the rest of the card because yeah, he's a world class fighter. Yeah. yeah, I noticed big time at about you if you fellas were watching it, but you noticed like the whole entire fight he was so relaxed. Yeah, even though like. Almost trying to kill you. He yeah, just and he looked was like just he was just chilling forward, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was unreal. But do you feel like the whole atmosphere changed when it was the like that fight? Like the yeah, whole well, atmosphere changed in that whole arena. Like when they did the walkout and everything. Like it yeah. just it was sick. Yeah, well, he's got a pretty big following, and Andy said he sold a shitload of tickets. Seems like you know Andy gives them however many tickets they think they can sell. I think he sold over a hundred, hundred and fifty tickets. Yeah. And so he's a local boy as well. I think yeah, he's yeah, Brizzy he's from so. Brizzy, yeah. yeah. So he's got a pretty big following up here. And, yeah, when he came out, the crowd went um, pretty nuts. So it was good. No, it was good. But I reckon probably the best thing was we um, in between – I think it was just before um, the main card, in between the main card and the undercard, there was – I think was he a fighter or he was one supporting one of the fighters? This like twelve year old kid trying to get a kiss from the ring girls. Yeah, I think I don't know if he was fighting, but he was part of a gym, so I'm sure he does fight. He just wasn't fighting that night, but yeah, he kept coming up to the chicks, and he must have made a bet with his little gym crew that he could get a kiss off the ring chicks, and they knocked him back. But he tried three or four times. Yeah, like, like good on the little lad. What, what confidence! I, I can guarantee. Like, I guess it's a bit different from a twelve year old. Because it's cute, but if I was to do something like that, you'd be classified as a creep. But I wouldn't even have the confidence <laughs> yeah. to go up there and go, "Oh, sponsoring knockout of the night. You want to give us a kiss on the cheek?" Love? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought it was pretty, pretty funny. But um, if you went to Rise, you would have saw that we had some Three King shirts. We got some some made up. Yeah, we got some made up. They'll be for sale soon. Um, we'll put them on our socials, and if you want one, get in touch and. We'll try and get them up on a website or something soon, but we haven't really got that far yet. But we just um, waiting for the chicks to fold them all. So yeah, we're going with that. <laughs> but we got shitloads, so they'll be you know up on our socials soon, and you just can get your hands on them if you want. Just uh, send us a DM to get them at the moment, and that's probably the easiest way. Yeah, Madge, Madge is trying to work out how to use the computer to get it up on the website. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't ask me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I got uh, went to Kmart to go get like some. Um, containers and stuff to put all, obviously all the sizes and everything in there and like i hate leaving the house because people just annoy the shit out of me yeah and like i went to kmart it was fine there was actually no one there was sick because sometimes when i go to kmart with my wife it's packed like i don't understand the fascination about kmart but it's normally always packed so driving out the car park and some like didn't affect me but some old guy just pulls out in front of someone and almost crashes i'm like fucking hell yeah and I'm driving to the bottle to go get some drinks from here. And this another completely different old person makes a legal U-turn and almost causes another crash. I'm like, how are these old people still out on the fucking road? Like, sh- surely we should get something, hey, when you get to the age of 50, you need to go for your licence again. Cause it's because they just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and old mate's on his horn and he's fucking doing 20K. The old mate did, did not budge, eh? did not give a fuck about old mate getting up him or nothing. He's just cruising, Sunday cruise. From the bottle shop, just didn't, had no dramas in the world. So that's my rant for, for the week. Old people, <laughs> learn leave, how to don't, drive. Don't leave home again for yeah. a week. Eh? <laughs> but in saying that too, when I was, got to the bottle shop, got Madge's salsas or whatever they are, 
and then um, went to the till and this guy's talking to the other chick at the till telling him how the weekend was. Didn't acknowledge me, like, hey, mate, how you going? Nothing. Just didn't acknowledge me and put my stuff on the thing. He scans all of it and just taps the screen of the FPOS machine. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I ta- put pay with my card. And then he go, didn't kept just kept on telling the chick his, what happened on the weekend. Yeah, he was probably trying to crack on, bro. No, he's definitely gay. Oh. Yeah. And then um, he goes, oh, do you want a receipt? So I just picked up my stuff and left. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going to acknowledge your question if you can't even say hi to me, you fuck with. So, yeah. Sunday afternoon has not been a great day for me. So. Perfect. Um, what else are we going to talk about? The Australian um, motocross series starts next weekend. Pretty, pretty pumped for that. Um, there hasn't been a full series over here for nearly three years. So. Yeah, since COVID come in. Yeah. Dreaded COVID. But, yeah, no, it should be good. I'm keen to see. Um, it's actually pretty good here in Australia. Some people overseas won't understand it, but we don't get to see much of our racing. They've sort of pulled their finger out this year, and it's on SBS Sports, and you can watch it on Stan Live as well. Yeah. So it should be actually good to watch every round because we sort of just live off what we see on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, there used so. to be a kind of shitty live stream, but it wasn't the best and it wouldn't work because they um, race at tracks that are but fuck nowhere. So um, it's pretty hard, been pretty hard to watch it the last few years, but it should be good this year. And it's at the same place it was last year for the first round. It's at Wontaggy. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for the, for this year. Spewing, there's a few people like Regan Duffy obviously got hurt. He would have been a favourite coming into this year. If he was still here, he was supposed to be going to Europe. Um, but, yeah, pretty excited for that to get started. Hopefully... um. Might get some more people on sponsorships as well, with because Australia's pretty rubbish for our sponsorship deals over here. Yeah, like yeah it used shit. to be alright, but the kind of ass has fallen out of it the last few yeah. years because of that. There's no, well, you op- don't see op- it, yeah. yeah, no. Like I don't like you know. I mean, I'm not going to sponsor anyone, but if I was going to sponsor someone, you don't see it anyway. So why would you? You get no advertisement for your money. Yeah, and unless you're um, a real big dog over here, um, they're not going to get any exposure out of. Your Instagram or something because most riders got like five thousand followers. Or yeah, something, yeah, so it's yeah, not which is really nothing, worth yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm worth still filthy from time. them last year or how they called it. Like, yeah, they're just like they'd put a pause on it. They've done that just to do something, you know what I mean? Like to conclude it because if you were, will you imagine if you were someone who was winning the series and it got called and then you're like, "Fuck, I was winning it, bro!" And then they caught it and I got nothing for it. No, I understand why they called it, but with every other sport, they they, they had it like even with like the the NRL and everything, they had no fans. Yeah. Okay. Why not go? All right, we'll pick a, a track. Doesn't matter anywhere. Yeah, but it was the interstate travel, bro. That's what it was. Yeah, but and pe- people like motorbike riders are there's only like you know ten people that get paid if that. Yeah, but it's only the top people that would care about it. The people that are actually getting paid would care about it. I understand the privacy is on. Yeah, but that's a what I, there's no point having 10 dudes on a track. Like, you want a full grid. And there was no interstate travel. There was two-week quarantines to get anywhere. Like, half the field lives up here in Queensland. So, you know, if they had to go somewhere, they had to quarantine to get home. And that's just all time and money. And I can understand exactly where they're coming from. But I, I do understand it, but how can you, like, for... Cloudy, like, he's an amazing rider, and yeah. I don't don't doubt that oh, he would I'm have sure. won the championship anyway. But yeah. how can you go be confident and go, oh, I won the Australian championship last yeah. year? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't yeah. feel like I'm it sure there'll been. be a bit of an asterisk next to it, but it, yeah, in, it's in the past now, so we're only looking at this year. Yeah, no, but so, uh, well, was there seven rounds this, this year? So hopefully, nothing 
gets too yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's a full a, series, but yeah. it's only four more rounds, so really they didn't freaking miss out on much. It's a pretty average yeah, um, length for a series. It's only seven rounds. But, yeah, a lot of riders are in pretty good form. Like I heard Gibbsy had his – I think he hurt his leg or something, and the sunny state last weekend was his first kind of hit out for the year. Yep. Conondale, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're one of them, which is, which is rare to ride out there. They don't hold like, um, a lot of events out there anymore just yeah. due to our neighbours and stuff complaining, but I think it's only 10 events they're allowed oh, I think to it's hold only there four, a year. bro. Yeah. Oh, is it down to four? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Four I've race days and a couple of um, practice days Yeah, because yeah, it was definitely like, like you said, Gibbsy's first ride back, and I, um, it's been the off-season here essentially, yeah. so everyone's coming back and learning new things. I know NATO come back and I guess he's... Um, well, on Instagram, his experience was solid. I think he clean sweeped it to Nato Crawford and the lights. So. Oh, Toddy won the first race, but he crashed out yep. in the first yep. 450 race and then was out the rest of the day. Um, I'm sure you would have seen it on Toddy's Instagram. It was a pretty hectic yeah, crash. Good, good, yeah. good video, yep. whoever caught that. <laughs> it definitely, um, he's got a lot more confidence in his tyres than I do because he, yeah. he was hooking and he got sort of thrown pretty bad. It was a bit of a high sidey thing, but... He um good to see he's all good. He just had the day off. He's racing the AORC this weekend. Yeah, t- yeah. yeah yesterday and today, and good. um the it's been good because all these kind of pre series races, they've been getting packed out by all the top riders because they've been doing fuck all the last you know kind of yeah, year or two. Yeah. So they're especially now that you can travel, they're all trying to get as much race time in against all the good dudes to kind of know where you're at. Uh. and um. Yeah, so they've been packed with all the Top Gun riders. So um, we kind of can see, not see exactly, but you kind of get a grasp on who's going to be where in the series once it starts. And from all the things I've seen, it looks like Tanny's kind of the front runner. Yeah, he, he was looking really good. He won that um, Australian Motocross Invitational down at Nara yep. um, a couple of weeks ago, and then he smoked them at, or not smoked them, but he won every race at Conondale. And, you know, same thing, full field, both both events. He had Cloudy and Mossy and Crawford down at now, and then you had the same up at uh, Conondale. I don't think Cloudy was there, but you had uh, Toddy Waters and Gibbsy there. And yeah. Yeah. He, and, oh, and Matt Moss. Yeah, and yeah. Mossy. And, um, yeah, he beat all them. Mossy got second in every motor, I think, so... But I'm surprised that they chose to have a sunny state round at Conondale and not... Uh, pro MX round there because I, I remember back in the day when I was racing and I was following it a lot more, Condale used to be the go-to round. Like everyone used to pack Condale yeah. there because they used to have that massive leap that know. everyone used to do yeah. it. Like maybe, so it's, maybe it's scheduling yeah. conflicts or something. Like maybe Condale can't hold one that time of year or has got something else on when they wanted to do it. But Because Condale's probably... Only the real proper motocross track, other than really Toowoomba, really. Yeah, and they try and they try and spread the series out as well. Like there's already, what's that? Three three rounds in Queensland. Like you couldn't really add another one. Why not? Queensland's the best. I know, but you got to spread it out. It's Australian series, not a Queensland series. Oh, like just because you're from New South Wales and suck at <laughs> Origin and <laughs> suck at everything else doesn't mean that you have to try and spread it out. It um, is um. Like you were saying, Landlord, um, Conondale's probably one of the most... Like, I've only ridden there a few times where they've had the complete track on, but, like, Conondale is probably one of the most renowned, almost in Australia, for motocross tracks. It's huge. Yeah, like and it's the it's the sickest track to go watch. If anyone's been there live, they'll know what I'm talking about. You can see the whole track pretty much from everywhere because you can watch from all the big hills and that big jump in the middle, that's pretty much where everyone watches. And 
you can see the whole track from pretty much no matter where you're standing. So it's a good um, track from a fan's point of view to go watch. And, yeah, it's always packed. So spewing that they don't have one there. But, but um, the, the, the one close to Condell, I reckon, will be Queensland Motor Park, like um, QMP, because I'm pretty sure they do... Oh, Coolum will be... Yeah, Coolum's closer than that. Yeah. No, I mean, like, closest to the kind of track-wise, like, because they... They get put the natural terrain and I think it was MX2 together and yeah. make one yeah. big massive track. Yeah, so yeah. I reckon is that what they're doing? Is I think it? well, that's what they do for day in the dirt because they got the start gates there for the natural terrain. So I'm sh- yeah, pretty right. sure they're not just gonna have the natural terrain as the race. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna have it intertwined with MX2 and natural terrain. And yeah, well, hopefully it. they. I don't know if they move some fences or something because if you, if any of you went to day in the dirt, the first. Two years, it's so shit to watch out there, bro. Yeah. You can't see anything because you got to stand so far away. No, she'll, or, well, because they'll be shutting down um, MX1. Surely they'll have stands going down the whole of that lane there. Yeah, I hope so because it, it, it is good to have it out there. Like QMP's been around for years and um, it is a good track on its day. So it'll be good um, racing wise there. But yeah, I hope it's good for the fans out there as well. I'm pretty sure the um, talk from last year before. It didn't go ahead because of COVID, but the talk on last year was an almost a five-minute lap, so yeah, it right. should be pretty good. But I'm not in the same with you boys. I don't know where everyone's going to stand because yeah. even like even if they do shut MX1, it's still only one side of the track you can sit on. It won't be yeah. the, won't be the best viewing. Like the likes of Conondale and stuff, you stand in the track all around the yeah. track anywhere you want. Like it's so hopefully they work all that out. But yeah, it should be. I mean, they're, they're, I think Barry Sarowski, who's you know for here, he's an ex-pro for us. Yeah, he's like retired and stuff now, but he does all the trep, like um, all the track prep. So it should be pretty good. Well, fingers crossed there, because um, I think there's that um, that little stadium cross track down there. There's quite a bit of space down there. Hopefully, they build a big grandstand down the bottom there, so you got those two tabletops in a row where everyone normally scrubs and does a big whip on it. They set a big grandstand down there. That w- that'd be pretty sick because you'd be able to see the the whole track and obviously. Style points over those those tabletops for the yeah, crowd. Yeah, we'll just wait and see. Hey, when's that? That's in August. So yeah, still um, ages away. Yeah, still ages away. And what else was on the? Yeah, as we we're talking about before, the Australian Off Road was on first round. This or first two rounds was on this weekend, Saturday Sunday. Yep, I uh, see at um, Cherubar, which is just out of Warwick. Um, um, it's good. But I think that's what they're doing at QMP two. I think the Saturday is going to be the motocross. Yeah, it's like a, Q- it's like a moto. Extravaganza or yeah, something they're I calling think, it. Yeah. yeah, the Saturday's going to be the, the Pro Motocross and then or vice versa and then the other one's going to be the ARC, I think. Yeah, well, it'll be a big weekend for Toddy because same thing this year. Uh, Todd Waters is doing both series again. So he went to do it last year, but obviously the year got um, called early because of COVID. But he's doing both series this year, so we'll see what he can do. Um, especially motocross. Like obviously off-road's not his forte, so you don't expect him to... Win or win every weekend, but I hope he doesn't. Yeah, wear himself out from doing too much riding. I don't know whether you boys have seen any um, photos and stuff from the Australian Off Road series this weekend. Yeah. But it looks like a mud array. Like had a bit of everything. There was mud, and then dust, and then rocks, and then there was everything. Like bogals, there was everything. Out it was there. um, I was actually out there a couple of weekends ago for a four drive event with a friend of mine, and you could see the track where it was marked out when you were yeah. cruising around and like. Just swamp. Some yeah. of it was just absolute yeah, well, swamp. Well, I like, seen a video and it was like looked like a, you know, like the swamps of like Louisiana or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what like yeah, part yeah. of the track yeah. looked like. It was Big just gator w- coming out while yeah. you're riding across yeah, that. That's what it looked like. <laughs> but um, yeah, the results. Kyron Bacon, the young, I think he's Tasmanian, isn't he? He um, he actually won overall out of everyone on a two fifty. 
it's pretty, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty rare. Yeah, that hasn't been yeah. done for a while. Especially with the likes of like Milner and like yeah. even, even Waters. I guess, you know, he's a renowned well, well, motocross M- rider. Milner's not there this year. Obviously, there's only um, like a couple of the big dogs have left. Like, uh, what's his name? Sanders. Chucky Sanders has mm. yeah, gone overseas. to rally. Yeah. Milner's gone overseas. Yeah. Um, that Will Rupin's been overseas for a few years. Um, so Stokes are retired. So there was a few big dogs that have left the sport, but you know you still got likes of like Josh Green, like Todd Waters is there. But yeah, that Kyron Bacon, he's a. I, I think he's only he might just be eighteen. Yeah, unreal. And yeah, he won. Even Fraser Higlett and stuff like that. Like they're yeah, they're still ro- there. They're yeah, rocket ships. Like, yeah, yeah. But he won overall out of everyone, and then that Andy Wilkes, he I think he rides for Husky this year because all the teams have got revised, like the, especially the all the Euro teams like KDM Husky Gas Gas. Um, they pretty much had a clean out, and they've got all new riders. Yep, yep, all um, doing well. Yeah, and that Andy Wilkes or whatever his name is, he got second outright, and then Josh Green got third outright. And obviously they all won their class because they're all in different classes, yeah, well, like yeah. E1, E2, E3. They won their classes. But, yeah, Kyron Bacon, the young 18-year-old, beat them all. And um, Toddy got third in on both days, round one and two, in, in his class. What's yep, he in? So e, E2, I think. So. Yeah, it would be uh, 450, yeah. Yeah, he said he, he, he said he kind of struggled out there and it was the most hectic track he's ever rode. So um, he said he was happy with getting third both days. You reckon um, that's now helping with his motocross? Oh, you can only think so. It's only time on the bike, yeah. Like, it wasn't Plessinger from something like that over in the States? Yeah, same as Osborne used to do a fair bit of GNCC. Yeah, before he came over to motocross and stuff? Like, yeah. It's I definitely, um, like Madge said, it's all time on the bike, but it's, I mean, it's it's a very different situation. Like we watched, like, Stikes, he went from... Being a pro motocross at a pretty well clean sweep in the enduro and it's yeah, and it doesn't always work. Like, obviously, Waters is a former Australian champion, so you don't just go over there and win straight no. away. And then same thing, like you know, the top guys there, like Chucky Sanders is, and Milner as well, a few years back come over and they got. I think Chucky Sanders got a second in a four fifty MX one um, race a couple of years ago, but. You'd have to have way more bike control during them AROCs compared to yeah, motocross. Like some of the guys like adapt real well when they switch over, but yeah, obviously you got to be um like concentrated on one or the other to be at the top of one or the yeah. other. Yeah, so. well, like with motocross, if you jump out a rut and go into another one or whatever, if you stuff up there, you're folding yourself around a tree. Like yeah. It's, you have well, to be the concentration on that is so much more. I, um, I think Toddy's one of the first guys who's doing like committing full time to both series, but um, yeah. So we'll see how he goes because he's done it last year, but obviously it got cut off. Yeah, cut off. So we'll see how he goes. How you reckon he's gonna go? You reckon one's he's gonna do one better than the other, or he's gonna? Not be able to concentrate on one and... I don't know. And it's twice as much time on the bike, so that means twice as much risk of getting hurt as well. So he's got to try and stay healthy through the whole year. So that's going to be a big kind of obstacle he's going to have to overcome. Well, how many rounds is there at the ARC? I think there's 10, but it's two a weekend kind of thing. Yeah, they do one, two, like this weekend was one, two. Yeah, Saturday's around and then Sunday's around. So there's like five different locations. Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. I think QMP might be the only one that's a one day. Yeah. 
round, but yeah, usually it's two rounds at the one venue. Like you'll be doing a lot of riding then. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully it does kills it in both both avenues. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, I've spoke to a few of the Australian riders. We're gonna get a few of them on in the coming week, so uh, listen out for that. We we've got a few lined up, so that should be good. Since um, round one's next week, what are your predictions? Well, I'm gonna go first, just because I'll always go last. So I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go KDM boys, Gibbsy and Crawford. 450, 250. I want to back the KDM team. Yeah, right. I would like Gibbsy to win. He's one of my good mates, but I can't look past Tanny the way he's riding all the preseason stuff. And Mossy's obviously in a bit better form this year and a bit better mindset. A bit more time behind him as well on the bike. So I don't expect Matt to kind of win straight away, but I reckon he's going to be on the podium a fair fair bit this year. So who are you going for? Tanny's going to win. 450 and 250. 450s and 250s, I reckon. Um, Dobson, eh? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm probably um, with Madge in the Opens. I reckon Tanny in no. the Opens. And then um, I reckon Crawford after he's, like, after watching the weekend, watch a few oh, videos. Oh, actually, I forgot, ab- I forgot about Webster. He's, yeah, he'll be he's, he's a Vic. Oh, I haven't seen him ride anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's been hurt in the preseason or anything. I haven't yeah, heard, I haven't heard anything. anything but yeah, but they always do that though. It's like for us, it's so hard to see. We don't see anything, but they do the whole off season. They're training hard. Yeah, because like all the coming. New South Wales boys usually come up here, but for the Vic guys, it's a fucking long way up here. But yeah, uh, Webster's a bullshit sand rider. One tag is pretty much sand. So yeah, actually, he might win round one if, as long as he's healthy. I haven't heard too much about him. And two fifties, I would yeah. Go Dobson. Yeah. I reckon. Oh. Do you want to get into the AMA then? Yeah, get into the two fifties first, eh? What do you think of the the two fifties? Yeah, it was good. Um obviously the field's getting a bit light. Yeah. In in that real thin. Yeah, in that fucking coast. <laughs> I reckon it's getting thinner than my hairline at the <laughs> moment. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like as great as Jets last to first was in that heat. There was only one factory rider in that whole heat, and it was Chisholm. Oh, and I wouldn't a, even put that as a factory rider. And he's on a thirty-four-year-old filling, you know. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was it was still super impressive. You come from eighteenth to first in a nine-minute moto or whatever they yeah. are. But that's why, like, if there was any of the top guys there, any of the star guys, any of the rock star husky guys, he wouldn't have got to first. I'm not a fan of like. Like when I, I don't normally watch the LCQs. Like as bad as it sounds, like it's not, it's entertaining if it's like you obviously got people taking each other out, but it's kind of like people that with aren't the greatest skill level. Like as as bad as it sounds, it's like it's probably almost arena cross like backpack those kinds of guys. But when, and when I see someone like Munez taking out. Lawrence, I'm like, I'm thinking, bro, that you you were never going to get the whole shot, like, yeah, but he's obviously <laughs> his eyes have lit up. He's, yeah, I know. He's coming into that first turn, and he's probably can't see anyone for that couple of seconds when he's going into the first turn. He's like, fuck, I've got the whole shot here. And that's one of them things as well. Like, do you pull out or yeah, you know, maybe Jet would have pulled up. You know, is, that's a hard thing to judge from a racer's perspective. It's quite hard to judge. Yeah, the, the other you can't judge people do. off the start because there's yeah, like but twenty two like, riders going into a Five meter turn. Yeah, but you can see like everyone, everyone on the other on the inside of Jet pulled up except for Munez. Yeah. Imagine what happens if Jet breaks his collarbone off that. Yeah, and he 
he could have, bro. It was, you know what I mean? It was, was a big a, crash. You know what I mean? So that kind of annoys me a little bit. Like, like as bad as it sounds, like even if he does whole shot, right? You're not winning the heat race event. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't need to go. Like, he's on the very, very inside. Like, the best outcome is he, he whole shots. Yeah, but there's whole shot money and shit. Fucking hell, if you're fast, you might want to win for it. Yeah, but worst worst case is he takes out a heap of riders and they get hurt. Like, it, even himself. Oh, like, he would, like it, it wasn't on purpose, bro. It was just I know it wasn't on purpose. He, his eyes like, just lit up and he thought, he thought he had it. That's what it would have been. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so angry. I was yelling at the TV. I'm like one of them dads that yell at the TV. Going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that East has gotten super thin. Like, there's only... What is there? Four factory riders left. We lost all the yummy dudes. All the um, yummy dudes. Like, as uh, Nick said, you can't really count Chisholm as a factory dude because nah, he nah. hasn't rode 250s in and forever. And I guess we've seen a um, bit of pressure on Jet this round for the first time, really, because he's been... Yeah, well, Carmichael was talking silly. talking about it in the booth. He's like, I reckon if McAdoo can get... Because we haven't seen it this year, McAdoo get on the back of Jet straight away. Yep, yep. We've either just seen one of the other... One of the other Get out front, and the other one's buried in the pack. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good to see. He did. Um, McAdoo definitely put a show on, and he passed Jet at one point, and it looked like Jet sort of caught on behind him, learned some lines, and went back past him. Sort of when they were la- through lappers, I don't know whether they got held up. Yeah, a bit, he got. He got. In, you could see he got in his ry- rhythm a bit too, because he was still f- probably the fastest at the start of the race, but he was. Yeah, yeah. Fucking up every second lap. But He's racing a lot more mature than he was at the start of the year. At the start of the year, if McAdoo passed him, he would have gone straight back in and just try and get yeah, past well they, him. Yeah, these tracks the last two weeks, that's just how you got to ride. Like, um, you, you heard, who was it? I think it was Moose Can in the 450s talk about it. Yeah. You just cannot override these tracks. You would just you get... You respect the You'll track, get yeah. split, bro, if you do They're, um, Like, the tracks have been pretty basic. If you look at the actual layout, there's been nothing hectic. Like, even the whoops haven't been... Big or nothing, but because of the dirt, and they're just getting super ruddy and super technical. I find with the last couple of rounds, like as you're saying, Madge, with the last couple of rounds, is like there's one section that you do through each one. Yeah. Like, you know, there's one rhythm you do, yeah. and everyone at the top level is all doing the same thing. So there's no, there's none of this, like, you know, back in the Stuart days, yeah. there was always one stupid line that someone could do and would make you like way faster, but there's none of that. It's all just three, 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 you're in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's all these ruts that are. Sorting everyone out, and uh, the the dirt is sorting a lot. Yeah, of that, I don't know too. where they got that dirt from, but it was rubbish. Like yeah. it was fully prepped. This dirt was heaps heaps better than like this dirt was tacky at least, but yeah, it was super super apart. soft. Yeah, yeah. but apart. apparently it's always yeah. Like that. The, everyone says Indy's always rotted. Like I was yeah. watching um, Mookie with um, Press Day, and he he posted up saying. That main event is going to be Roddy, and that yeah. was even just on press day. Yeah, because yeah. the press day, bro, they only do like half the track, and it was already fucked just on press day. Yeah, and you didn't say that main event isn't going to be a Roddy one, so it it must just be like Dirtworks does an amazing job, but you think they'd try and get some type of dirt in to try and compact it no, up but a it's, little bit? It's good, yeah, it keeps it interesting, bro, because you can't just have hard pack. Cully dirt yeah. everywhere. You can, no, not have it hard pack, but like look at last weekend in Detroit. Like you had people dropping like flies left, right, and center. Yeah, like, but that's what brings in the skill level. That's like you know, why the cream's rising to the top in these yep. ones. Like even in that 450, mate, that racing was so tight for the, through the top six or something, yeah. I think, yep. for at least the first 15 minutes. Or even pretty much the there whole. There was only a second, they were all a second behind each other. Yeah. 
And then that last five minutes, once the track got like fully fucked, then you see yep. the real good lads come into their own. But you're saying, imagine, oh, at the end of the day, they're supposed to be professional racers. They should be able to ride anything. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. And in the 250s, you could see the obviously the levels to it because Hunter and McAdoo were like, 30 seconds in front of third, yeah. and yeah, they yeah. lapped up to like fifth or sixth. Like, you and Carmichael related, mate? No, what? You, you both call him Hunter. Oh, did I call him Hunter? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't, and it didn't take them long either. It was only uh, like five minutes in, and they were 12 seconds in front and just running away. Like, yeah. But no, it was good to see Oregon. It's good to see them finally have their battle that I guess we were being waiting for the yeah. whole East and Coast. So. Obviously, McAdoo knows that he doesn't have Jets raw speed, but. Yeah, you can you can get a weekend where you gel with the track and you might yep. just get lucky. And I really like McAdoo. Like, yeah, and he's real mature about it. He's not, yeah. you know, all these riders for years and years have been never like to admit when someone else is faster, like make excuses or just yeah. say, oh, I had a shit night. But he's actually just admits it. He's like, I don't have his speed, so if I can compete with him, that's just me goal. That's probably because he didn't go straight out of, like, Amateur straight into a factory ride into professional. He went through like um, the Smart Top um, team when he on when he was in yeah. racing the Monster and Monster to, Cup and then, then to Geico and yeah, he, he he got kind of shops over all over the shop. So it probably built built his character and like I think it's showing through his racing at the moment because obviously other than um, Faulkner collecting with Jet. Other guys are going down on themselves and hurting themselves. Like, they're taking themselves out. Yeah, well, McAdoo obviously got flexed a fair bit last year, but he's still been the best um, PC rider the last two years. Like well, he's the only PC rider standing at the moment. So yeah. Do you reckon um, Mitch Payton's like, whatever you do, do not go down? <laughs> like, we need someone on the oh, track can, for us. <laughs> because the PC, the PC curse. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of got lucky because that, as we are saying, that field's so thin now. He doesn't have to go berserk to get good results. Well, he's only 11 points behind. Like, yeah. if, if Jet, like, I understand the field's thin, but if Jet goes down, like, 11 yeah. points is not much. Or if yeah. if he goes on a streak and wins two in a row, that's six points, and then he's only five points behind. Like, doesn't mean, like, Jet's been on the podium every single round. Yeah. So, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be on that podium every single round. It only takes one stuff up, like, the 450s, one stuff up on one race to lose that lead real quick. So yeah, it's well, in, yeah, no, in Supercross, had, it's pretty easy to like actually crash out and not be able to finish the race. Jet had, um, like you boys would have seen it, Jet had mad issues with that one section right in the middle. Like the whole entire race, he was yeah. having dramas with that section. It takes nothing for that to turn into like a serious crash and you're, you're out. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, as a rider, when you're riding a track, you get your favourite line around corners and stuff. Moose Cam was saying it. He's like, you cannot commit to a line you've just got to be willing to change it up every couple of laps because the line just disappears and if changes if you're too stubborn to change it because you think that's the good line you just get fucking left in the dust yeah yeah. i think the biggest thing is to be lappers like that that's gonna be the biggest obstacle it's not gonna be i I don't think someone stuffing up a line or doing something like that because you only lose a couple of seconds i reckon these lappers like you saw jack caught up to sixth place yeah no but it's kind of i heard the commentary team talking about that but it's kind of better when you catch the better dudes because they're more courteous of it because they're used to lapping people you know what i mean yeah they know yeah like they were talking like oh it's going to be hard once they're going to lap up in the top 10 because it might be a bit harder to get past them but they're the more courteous ones because they're no they get the shits when fucking they're gonna (laughs) 
Lap. Yeah, it's him behind one. Yeah, yeah. so they're more. You've definitely seen some of them pulled right into yeah, the Yeah, they're heaps more courteous about it. Yeah, but I'm saying that that's fine. Like the, the top 10 kind of guys, are, but it's everyone else, but like 10 and down, they're lapping them twice. So they have to go through yeah. past the Gavins twice in the race now, not just once. So that's that's what I think will get someone unstuck, if, if anything. If yeah, well, fully, whether it's like in the whoops, because you can't change directions, you know, especially when they're as ruddy and rough as they are. Like, I've seen Jet get terrible close to some of the lappers through the night, man. Well, you even see, like, the lappers lose it in the whoops and go left or right. And if you're coming through and and you're the leader and unfortunately you go past the lapper for the second time and he gets squirrely in the whoops and goes left and takes you out. Yeah, and it's the same thing. It's committing to a section when there's a lapper kind of in front of you, not too far in front of you. Even if they're not fucking up. You can have in your head that they might, so you might only double a section instead of tripling it. Yeah, exactly. And then the lad behind you commits and, and he's triples like, it, yeah, triples and it, gets that. past you. Yeah, so I, I feel like the tracks are get are short enough where they're overlapping from tenth back, kind of twice almost. Yeah, well, because yeah, as we're saying, because the field's so thin, bro, they're getting into the top ten pretty much every weekend now. Well, you, you just see in the heat race, like no against nothing against cultures, and like I think it's sick that he's got a factory ride, but. Jet was four seconds quicker than him in the lap for the a least lap. hit. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. four seconds, bro. Like that yeah. is massive. Comp- and he's on. He's not on a slow bike. Like yeah. you've seen them star Yamahas blitz everyone down them straights. On yeah, well, shots. they're not expecting anything ridiculous from him. They just need a bike out there. So yeah, no. But I'm just saying, like it's it's literally it's gonna be McAdoo Lawrence. That's that's yeah. like as much as I w- would have liked Hampshire to be in the title race. There's He's got a bit of work to do, eh? I think this is mm. the first week any didn't crash, but did he crash in the heats? I didn't see. I think I think he oh, I didn't crash, but he got squirrely and he rolled a couple of things, he but usually, I don't think he crashed. He usually crashes every fucking weekend. So it, it's I reckon it's the 23-24 curse. Yeah, the Sexton Hampshire crash every round curse. <laughs> uh, another another thing I seen was Jets now got as many wins as Craig, like career wise. So I don't know how. So Craig's fucking 40 and he's only got seven wins. And I, I don't think he won any last year. Who? Jet. Yeah, he won one. Yeah, because someone said that he got seven wins. He's only got, what, yeah, yeah four wins this year and well, one win last well, year. Or it, 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 it might be six or seven, but he, he won. He must have won two last year. Yeah, because he's saying, saying um, he said seven wins, so that means he must have won three last year. Yeah, right. But yeah, I didn't think that's, he won three last year. That's pretty hectic. He's 18 and he's got as many wins as like a 30-year-old who's been in the series his whole life. And Craig's like a pretty respected name in the sport. He um, It shows you how good Jet actually is. Yeah. I don't know whether you boys ever seen him when he was young, but when I was racing, when I was younger, like he was on like a 65. And I like sort of knew then that he was going to be something else. He yeah. was... Sort of racing the likes of um, Noah Ferguson, who we're still yeah. seeing now in the opens, and like one day rings a bell with me for like, and it'll probably always will. Um, Noah Ferguson whole shot it at Tivoli, and they're on sixty fives, like they're eight or nine, yeah. and Jet Lawrence teed on behind him and just sat behind him the whole entire moto. Second last corner was squared up and won. Like he just yeah. knew he had his pace, and he just sat there, and that's at eight or nine, and it's sort of just like if you can do that now when you're nine, yeah. like. But he's kind of he's kind of snuck under the radar as well because a lot like Hunter was the he was the king yeah the golden child that everyone was banking on and they come as a combo deal any team they sign with they yeah I know the, the first Lawrence's 
deal was if you take Honey, Wine, you, you got to take, take both. both yeah. yeah, I know the first. Um, it's obviously reaped rewards for all the teams. The that first have done one it. they got signed in Europe um, was just for Hunter, and Hunter actually denied it. And he yeah. said, "If my like, if my little brother can't come race, and I'm not signing anything." And yeah. then they come with like a backup deal for him, and they went, and here they are. But um, I was saying that um, Cat Bush, the NASCAR driver, was saying it's the the little brother thing, like yeah, because his big brother, brother Carl Bush, yeah, yeah. He's real good as well. Yeah, like um. He learns everything from his dad and Hunter, where Hunter could only learn stuff from his dad. So yeah, it's pretty got much, like yeah. he's got like two people to learn from. So that's why they say the little brother is normally always the better athlete or the better um, rider or driver or anything because they've got two people in their life they can learn stuff from. Yeah, 100%. But it puts in perspective how good he actually is. And it's been a long time since a child prodigy has actually lived up. Yeah. So what? They're supposed to be, you know, like we've had the likes of Faulkner, Faulkner, Cincerello, whoever else, all these guys who were supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah, they sort of gas out. And they turn pro and kind of show a glimpse or two here, but then that's it or they just get hurt too many years in a row. But I think um, like Jet's on the way to be, or he already is a megastar, but he's actually backing it up with, with wins and championships. I think I know it's probably a very different time now, like when Reed went from... Australia, there was none of this Instagram and stuff like that, but I think he'll be sort of our next read, like, for Lawrence. Like, no way. He'll be way bigger than Reed. Oh, like, he will look be at the following he's yeah. got now. Yeah, already. but, like, Reed didn't have Instagram and stuff yeah, like that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think he's our, but he's yeah, our next But, yeah, same game. thing, Reed. Yeah. He's, he's our read of our he's generation. Our, yeah, our yeah. generation, Reed. Yeah, and he's got to win a 450 title before you compare him to Reed because that's, that's the yeah, pinnacle of the yeah. sport. I heard a sneaky rumour that... Jet was going to finish up this year and go straight to 450. Yeah, that's what I was saying that last episode, yeah. I don't oh think God. you did. You yeah. Saw, you saw like little brothers, eh? <laughs> no, that's what I said the last episode when they let it sleep on I the I don't broadcast. know. My brain's brain's a bit fuzzy today because Madge cleared the room before we started doing the podcast and it's still a bit fuzzy now, so. Yeah, well, he's got no reason. He's got no reason to stay in the 250s. No. If he, like, if he wins this series, obviously... I don't know what the fuck's going on with Roxon. Is he coming back? Is he not? His deal's up anyways, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah. But even even if he does come back, like Jet like you, you, you look at arguments like he, he does not like he only gets one year to back up the two fifties. Yeah. So why 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 waste your time to back up two fifty? Like you look at his qualifying times. Yeah. He's top five qualifying times in the 450s. Why not just go straight up to 450s exactly. and, and mix it up with the He's big already boys? won everything. If he wins this Supercross series, which is highly likely. And then the Motocross series again, which is... Well, yeah, then he's likely. already won the Motocross and the Supercross. And yep. He'll obviously try and back up Motocross, but there's no point staying in the 250 any longer than you have to because you just fall behind. And we know what it's like, especially there's a lot of good 250 riders off contract. And there's fuck all 450 rides every year. So when one comes up, which one's coming up with Honda, and Honda do, Honda don't want to lose Jet. He, he's I can guarantee you he's going to be on the 450 next like year. We, like we said, look at Sexton. Sexton went up real quick into the 450s, and look how good he's doing. Yeah, he, well, he's there's only been four winners this year, and he's one of them. I think he's already won. Could you imagine how races. good that team would be if him and Jet are training together and pushing oh, each other? And if, Everything goes to plan. They could keep that team for like another five or six yeah, years. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Sexton's only like 19 or 20. He's, 20, Yeah, think, he's yeah. real young. So, and Jet's, what, 18? Yeah. So they're only two years apart. Like, you think about Braden's 
fucking 56 or yeah, something. Yeah, the only <laughs> other thing I can see happening is maybe Honda put on a temporary rider. Well, like how Geico used to put like a 450 or rider. Or how like someone like Brayton or someone, like not Brayton obviously because he's retiring, but yeah. you know, like a Brayton or a Sealy to fill that gap in the Honda team for the year until Hannah gets there because they're not going to sign a big guy. Yeah, because obviously that's that's depending on if Roxon doesn't re-sign or doesn't come back and if Jet doesn't go up to 450. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't think you should spend another year in two, 250s. It's just a waste when you can go up early and start winning 450 titles and that's where your kind of prestige comes from and everyone remembers you from your 450, 450 titles. Because even if, okay, it's, it's rookie year, no one expects anything from it, right? Yeah. So even if he does get hurt in his rookie year, there's, there's no difference if he gets hurt in the 250s. You might as well get hurt in the 450s and get this, like, because everyone says the biggest thing is doing the 17 rounds. Like, that's the biggest thing for him because they becomes, becomes a marathon. Yeah. So, he yeah, well, I wonder if, I wonder if, um, Jet wraps this up early. I don't know if he will because McAdoo's pretty close. Yeah. I can't see McAdoo getting off the podium the rest of the year. But what's there, four rounds left? If, um, it w- would have been good to see if, Jet wrapped up the 250 championship early and then because Honda only have one rider in the 450s, let him step up for like that last yeah, do one round in last round yeah. or something on the 450s. That'd I don't think they would ever sick. let him do that because he would have to back up his 250 outdoor title. So I don't think they would ever let him step up. Yeah, but uh, I, I reckon they would and everyone would fucking love it. All the fans well, he already rides it. them. Like you see his videos and Instagram stuff, he always like he already trains on them. Yeah, like they're, he's they're, not, he's, they're not retarded, bro. They no. train on them and they could ride anything. Yeah, but do you see, obviously we're talking about the other coasts, but Craig's been training crazy on his 450. Yeah, because he's racing 450 motocross this year. Yeah, but I heard the commentator saying, why not, instead of having a 250 massive team, just let all all the 250 riders that they've got now that are moving up to the 450, just have a four-man 450 team. Yeah, but I think it's a Yamaha thing. They get away with having... Six two fifty riders because half of them are on development deals. They're probably on fuck all money, you know. If you yeah, but in the four fifty class, you're on half decent money, and they probably don't want to pay it. Yeah, but Cooper wouldn't be on a development team. Craig wouldn't be on development. That's what team. I mean. So they got three main riders. No, they got more than that. No, they got oh yeah, they got Carl. Actually, yeah, they got four main riders. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they got a massive. They actually got a massive team going. But yeah, at least have a four man. 450 team then because you've got obviously now have Ferrandez you're not going to get rid of Ferrandez or um, Tomac push two of them up there get Colt and Cooper to have a fight yeah well maybe maybe Star's going to change the kind of landscape a bit because there's teams have always only been two True. rider teams and KDM and kind of Husky I think had a three man team had a three man team yeah you have the, the Wilson yeah. Wilson, Osborne and Anderson, Anderson I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And KDM done it a few times. I well, think they, did, well. they done it this year. They got Webb, Muskin and Plessinger. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, well, Plessinger's hurt now, but they, they had a three-rider team. So. Yeah. But I don't see why they can't do it. But um, anything else on the 250s before we got? Cause no. Pretty, 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 pretty boring. Yeah, the top two ran away. I was all I thought was going to happen in this coast anyway, but yeah, the top yeah, two the ran away. the most exciting thing was Jet. Um Crashing and coming from last and winning. The yeah, that was a pretty impressive ride. Like that'd oh, be a big confidence up. builder as well. Like it, you know. I mean, you show you got the raw speed. I know that um, he wouldn't expect. Like he would probably be the first to tell you he wouldn't expect 
to have won that race. Yeah, he, he just, got lucky it, that Brown went down though. He wouldn't have yeah, passed yeah, Brown. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. He would. It, <laughs> I thought before we move on, I thought it was pretty funny when Jet was catching up to um, Chisholm. Like we said, it was four second. He was four seconds quicker lap, and it had like a lap and a half to go. And then Chisholm tried to not like obviously, you every rider wants to win, but. Did he really think he had a chance of beating Jet in that heat race? Like, he tried to cut back down on him and try and yeah. pass him again. I'm like, bro, he's four seconds quicker than you a lap. There's no way that you are trying You're to... You're not stopping him. No. Nah. Like, not when he's holding that sort of pace. It was, nah, it was pretty impressive. And then he still gaffed him massive afterwards. Like, I, I just I had a little laugh was it, when he tried to cut back down on him. Like, bro, this isn't a challenge. He's just passing you and you hit, you have to accept it because he's <laughs> yeah, gone yeah. straight after he gets past yeah, you. Yeah. But um, we'll get on to the 450s, eh? Yeah. You want to, you're the fight, fight king of the, the podcast. You want to get into the Alex Ray and um, Devin Raper fight? Yeah, fuck off. It was pretty funny. Eh? You can't get, <laughs> you can't get mad at them two blokes. They're kind of battlers, and they do they they kind of um, rig a main every now and then when they can. Like they'll get in, and so they they're you know they're decent riders, Alex Ray and Devin Raper. No, and, yeah. Um, but I didn't see exactly what happened. I think. Devin took Ray out, um, obviously, I don't know if it was accident or whatever, you only kind of see the end of it, but then old mate, I don't know who it was, cleaned up Ray and like fucked him up. But then no, I think it was the opposite a, way around, I think Ray took Devin out and then Devin got cleaned up because Devin actually... Nah, it was it was Alex Ray that got smoked by... Oh, was it? Yeah. Because I, I know um, Raper was the one that... Did a sneaky Mutai elbow to Ray on the bike, though. <laughs> yeah, well, but it was fucking funny, bro, either way. It's good two. to see. You don't see a lot of it anymore. Yeah. It's all sort of really like um, when we were younger, we used to see a lot of it, but it's all so professional now. You don't see yeah, a lot they of both I think the last time we saw it was Freezy and Pike when Pike just lost his mind at Freezy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they both got disqualified from the night, which I don't think they should have been. Nah, 100%. The crowd would have loved it. Like They're getting these suppressed from it. It'll be all over. Oh, it'll be over everything. Not social over media and all the platforms and websites for the next couple of days. So. Oh, not even that. It'll be on every sports show in America. Yeah, of them two going at it, it'll be a big boost for the AMA. But I just don't understand. You got both got helmets on. Like, what are you gonna do? You swing a punch <laughs> and hit him in the helmet? Like, yeah, what are you yeah, gonna yeah. actually do? Yeah, like, break like, your hand. Yeah, like I don't understand what what the point of fighting is. Like, wait till he gets on his bike and then come running and. Kung Fu kick him off his bike or something. Let's not do more damage than trying to throw a punch at him into his helmet. It was good to see, um, we're looking at before, obviously on the screen here, that um, O'Neill commented on commented on the Instagram post yeah. saying it's a... Um, they feel like a parent that's not angry but disappointed because <laughs> they'll both in O'Neill gear. Oh, well, at least we know they're good for fighting anyway, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not only do O'Neill good too. Like, they're wearing O'Neill gear. Like, argument's sake, like, O'Neill might not get as much... Um, like time on air because obviously the writers that the sponsor aren't going to be top level. Everyone's going to be watching this thing now and be like, "Oh, that O'Neill gear is actually pretty sick." I'm yeah, go, yeah. like, yeah. "Why?" Like, there'll oh, be a lot of people that like it. See, I'll say about any press is good press. It doesn't matter. I just don't understand. Like, like we were saying, look at hockey. Hockey encourages people to fight. Yeah, like they let them fight, and then once they hit the ground, when it's like, not safe anymore. They're like, all right, break it up, boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, you even see NASCAR, like, when someone does something dirty on them, they have a fight. Like, I don't understand why the AMA is so high and mighty and go, oh, it's 
It's a bad look for the kids. The kids are going to look up and... Yeah. Everyone else does it. UFC is like one of the biggest sports in the world. And what do these two people do? They beat the shit out of each other yeah. every, like, for five rounds or three rounds. Like, do you not think these kids are going to watch the UFC and go, I want to fight someone? Yeah, like, yeah. Even you look in the NRL, like, yeah. if you punch on your 10 in the bin, like, I don't understand why they're trying to set... They think they're so good because they go, oh, are we getting rid of it because it's in a set of bad... Um, like, um, bad view for the kids. Yeah, they're going to watch it anyway. They might not watch it there. Then, you know, they might not watch it in NRL, but they're watching the boxing. They're watching everything. Like, well, what's the what's the biggest games on consoles or PCs at the moment? Yeah. You got Call of Duty, Fortnite, which is killing people and shooting people. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's around the like the whole thing. I don't understand why they're trying to go. Oh, it's a bad look for the kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, even we we were there last night at Rise, and there's kids everywhere. Like, yeah. there's kids and absolutely everywhere watching this fighting. It's just I don't know. I don't know why they're trying to hide them from it. It's just a big professional image, I think, from their perspective. But it, I don't know. There's going to come become a point where you won't even be allowed to block pass anyone, and you'll get banned. And well, talking about that, Anderson or his team protested Bash's pass on Anderson. Like the, it wasn't official. Results. There was a protest. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't see that, yeah. Yeah, there was right. a protest straight after the race saying that the, the pass... Yeah, that was like... I know the takeout wasn't bad, as in, like, no one got hurt, but that was a bit of a dog move. Like, because everyone kind of takes that line out of respect, like, goes up and back down, and no one, no one's going to kind of... Because he pretty much cut across the track. There was... Um, like, you know, it's my perspective, obviously. Like, but what he's he doing is he cut across... And it was nearly a head-on, bro. Like that's yeah. There was how, no other way that was going to end. That's that how was much he cut the track. Like they were nearly front tire to front tire. But you know what was funny? He put his hand up as like, sorry. And when you watch the replay, you knew exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Did you yeah. think he would not fall down? But what I don't... Like, you understand what you're saying is like, it's, it's a bad move. But let's rewind a couple of rounds when Anderson and... Um, Roxon's line. Yeah, but it's, yeah, no, no, no. It's where the it's where the pass happens. Like that was nearly no, but I, that I, I, was nearly like track cut and what Barsha done. I have no problem with it. It's fucking it's, racing. And it's he's not, going for the yeah. win. It's the main event going for a win. Yeah. Okay, I understand if it's your seventh and eighth and you're doing shit like that. That's a different story because like, come on, man, just pass him another. Yeah, corner. yeah. It was going for a main event main event win. Like I have no issue with it, and I've been saying it for weeks. You're going to see more and more people that are going to get fed up with Anderson being having aggressive passes on him that people aren't going to have to take his shit no more. Oh, it's got nothing to do with Anderson. It was just the... the I don't know. It was just... Because <laughs> Barsha and Anderson have no beef, bro. If anything, Anderson's got beef towards Barsha, not that way around. Yeah, oh, but Barsha, Barsha just takes... He's like, oh, that's not me anymore. <laughs> Bro, you've done it like three times this year so far. Well, he's done it like a hundred times in his career. But what I'm saying is the where he done it. Like, you yeah. know, when you see a block pass in a corner normally, they're only just sneaking in front of him and taking the line away. Yeah. That was yeah. like cutting across the track <laughs> yeah, he to was take no, his front wheel out, bro. It was like 90 degrees. Yeah. Like, it was a full 90 degree hit. Everyone saw what was happening, but at the same time, like... There's not, like, there's nothing wrong for... I don't, I don't, it doesn't worry me at all. No, but like I'm saying, it's heads, heads up racing. Yeah. If you know Bash is behind you and you know there's a corner where you can possibly get taken out and Bash is behind you, you, you have to think straight away, Bash is probably going to take me out on this yeah. corner. Yeah. I've got to give that to Anderson though. He's been like, like, I don't mind Anderson, I quite like him. Yeah. Like but him. he is like, someone will be completely underneath him and he won't back off. No. Yeah. Like he's like, no, I'm riding this out. Like, and 
you know, that's probably come unstuck for him there. But a lot of the times he gets out of it, eh? Like, they're completely taking his line away, but he's just goes straight past him. I've got no issues with Anderson's aggressive passing because for someone like Muskin or even go way back like Dungey, I think they could have a lot more wins and championships if mm. they weren't so patient and wanted to do the polite pass. Yeah, yeah. Anderson gets in there. Yeah, he might might get a little bit aggressive or a bit of shroud rubbing. Gets straight past him and moves straight on to the next guy. Yeah, well, I yeah. think it I think it's a smart move because you've seen how like this track, it was very one line and you had to be very patient and you only had a certain amount of time or certain corners that you could pass. And if you don't pass, yeah. you're stuck behind them for another yeah, you seen you seen that in that four fifty motto, bro, that as I was saying before, that top six for the first kind of 15 minutes were all super tight. Like, if anyone fucked up, the dude in fifth could have went from fifth to first. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, i got no issue with how Anderson passes people. It's just these tracks are so tight, one-lined, and like you said, the racing is so close this year. Unfortunately, if you want if you want to get past someone, it has to be a bit of rubbing. Like, like the yeah. saying is... That was, just a, that was just a bit of a... It was a dog move. No, it was a bit of a shit track setup for to allow that kind of thing to happen. Like pretty much cut the track, bro. Like the track, like the riders were going that way and then coming back down, and Barsha chose to go across the race line, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In the day, like we're saying, it's it's for a main event and it's big money and yeah, yeah. Good, I don't, but I don't, no, I don't have a problem with it. I, I like it. I, I wish there was more of it. I wish there was more takeouts and stuff. For me, it's quite interesting. I quite yeah. Like it, it wasn't a bad takeout. Like no, yeah, one no one hurt. No, no one went flying. Yeah. Like, but um, how crazy was Mookie's crash? I don't want to talk about it. Scarred. Yeah, fucking. I felt so he was doing bad for so him. good, man. Like, he, and he's been riding really well. He just keeps having these little mistakes that are costing a, him. But he yeah. still only got fucking eight. eight how like, long did he lay on the ground for? Yeah. And he got up in eight. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, the timing's playing up, and he just stayed nah, there. It's like, because it's because. They lapped up, I think the, up to fucking 10 for something. I think from 12th back was lapped twice, bro. Yeah. So he, 11th and, oh, well, what is it? 9th, 10th and 11th or whatever. Would have still been like 30 or 40 seconds behind him. I was so. just like, I was watching the, I was watching like the racing and I was like, get up. Like he's just laying there, obviously. And obviously he got pretty shaken. He's yeah. probably like he's not hurt. But I was like, he's not getting up. And then he got up and I full thought there was like a technical issue with the timing. I was like, he can't be an eighth. He's been laying on the ground for 10 <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah. but then boom, eighth, which is still good. It's still good points for him, but it's just a, like he was in a sick position. He could have gone podium. And yeah, well, that's, his, been good that's his worst result all year, eh? An yeah. eight. Yeah, he's yeah. bloody rolling him out. Oh, he's good. got two of them, but yeah, that's that's his worst result. I thought he might've hurt his lower back because if you watch it, the, the back of the bike actually smashes him in the ass in the lower back. So I thought he must've kinked his lower back or something. He mustn't have been prepared to case it as well because sometimes when you case you can land with your brakes on and not bounce Wear like out, yeah yeah he, he, I don't know, his yeah. chassis or foot pegs must have got caught in, in like caught the dirt or something in that right because did you see i don't know how the fucking 250s were doing that combo because the dudes in the 450s were struggling to do yeah, that well, Jetson combo. couldn't do it like yeah. you know like he not was constantly but yeah, yeah he yeah. was like he was, and i don't know like I don't know about you, your guys' experience. I've seen that every time I go over the bars, the bike just eats me, eh? Exactly what happened yeah. to Mal Coley. Yeah, and Piers Brown in the 250. Yeah, 100%. It just eats you. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, why the bike's just out of control. To you. Yeah, you're just like, out of control. You got, you're got going over and there's fucking nothing you yeah, can yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And you try and get out the road and you're just, you're just waiting for the bike like to you. Like, you know when you. you're going to slide out or hit something, you can crash a certain way you want to Get away crash. from it, yeah, yeah. But when you're going over the bars, you, yeah, you just got to ride it out. It's like a fucking bull. No, it was good to see. I, um, I don't know about you, Madge, but I don't really like Cooper Webb, so I like him not being in the top five. 
It's good. Yeah, well, he went good for being hurt. He's got a fucking shoulder contusion. Yeah, yeah, whatever's else going on with him, yeah. Yeah, I just don't like him. I don't yeah, know so why. He, he got a good result. That, uh, I um, thought Anderson would have come back a little bit quicker. He did. He come back quick, but then he must have thought he wasn't getting any closer and he, it's like he gave up because you you've seen him the, do like what he did last week yeah the track the track was next level rough and he probably had lost his rhythm and concentration from that crash and yeah yeah he probably seen he wasn't going to pass the see, guys um, in front of him so he just hit the relax button see marvin hit the um, podium again Sounding second time of the series, so yeah, I, I thought he was in the wind, bro. He, yeah, was, he was moving, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was moving. He was all over Tomac, and I'm like, Muskin's in the past Tomac here. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Kind of, like, as much as I love Tomac, I was kind of because it's Marvin's last year. I'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bro, it would be sick if he won. Well, I don't know. Like, they said something. He said something in the past. He's won four times. Won four times. Yeah, in the two in two fifties yeah. and two in four fifties. I don't know what the goal is. I think is he's with only won um, fucking two four fifties. <laughs> Both in Indy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the goal is with Tomac, but he doesn't. He just seems to hang out to like five to go and yeah. goes. Oh, I'll see you, boys. Like yeah. he just seems to. And I don't know whether it's the track deteriorating. He rides really well. Yeah. In a shit track, or what the goal is, but he definitely like. Everyone was there, and then the last five minutes, it's just like he pulled another gear. Yeah, well, look at that. If you look at the laps led, Barsha led 18 of them, and fucking Tomac only led eight. Yeah, that, that last five minutes, like, Tomac was on another level to everyone else, and whether he's fitter or whether he rides better when the tracks are out, I don't know what it is, but he always seems to ride really hard at the end. I reckon he's just that much quicker than everyone else, and he goes, I'm just going to keep my pace. It's all about five minutes to go, and then I'm going to let it hang yeah, out. Yeah, ride properly. And I'm going to let it hang out instead of letting... Cause Barsha was on the limit. I don't think Barsha could go any faster than he could. No, 100%. And obviously when you're on your limit, you see like last week, you've seen even Ferrandez went down, he hurt his wrist. Like you had, um, obviously there was um, with Cooper and Sexton went down on that section. And you just had guys going down left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. So I think Eli's just gelling with that bike so much. He can go, all right, well, I'm going to go 90% or 95%. Yeah, and just keep with yeah. his consistency. Boys. Yeah, yep. because if he passes Barsha, you say because he he's had a couple of different lines to Barsha. If he passes Barsha with ten minutes to go, and Barsha catches on that, oh, this line's actually pretty quick, and it actually gets going. Mm. What's to happen? He's gonna pass him. He, there's a chance that Barsha or Anderson or whoever's in second could pass him back. Yeah, yeah. So why not yep. learn where Barsha or Anderson, whoever's winning the, learn where they're going and go. All right, five minutes. I know exactly where they're going and how they're doing and I can do it better than them and boom, see you later. Well, Tomac's obviously got that gel with his bike that you only kind of get once in a career, you know, and it might be for like a – sometimes it might be for a three-year span, sometimes it might be for a one- or two-year span, but – But it's pretty much his Geico days back again. Yeah, but same thing. He he didn't really do that good in Geico. Yeah, in motocross he did. Yeah, Yeah. but he only – he crashed out, you know what I mean? He's got that kind of once-in-a-career – um, gel with his bike and hopefully he can keep it going and if he keeps riding like this and he's doing it pretty easy and he's not having any crashes and hasn't even really put himself in harm's way at all really he could keep going for another few years like I yeah. thought he might be getting to the end because he uh, was get yeah. like especially after leaving, leaving Cowie I thought you know if he goes to Yemi and sucks he's done he's he could be done because I think this is only a one year deal so um Surely he'd get re-signed. You you'd be trying to sign him ASAP now, wouldn't you? Well, it's gonna be the same thing up to him to see what he wants to do. Because if 
at the end of the year, he looks back and he's like, fuck, I'm gelling with this bike so much. And I'll, I'm actually enjoying myself. Yeah, I reckon I, go, could, yeah. I reckon I could do this again with not ease, but pretty comfortable. You could go one or two ways, though. He could finish out on a high. You, go, you, you know, this is yeah. a good year. See you later. Yeah. But, like, look at this. He's on, he's on, he's up to fifth all time. Yeah. Or four, four times. He just passed in uh, wins. McGrath the other day, yeah. Oh, no, not no, McGrath. Not McGrath. Not, um, not McGrath. It was Villapoto. Yeah, Villapoto, yeah. Um, <laughs> no one's passing McGrath. But he's, yeah, got no. like, <laughs> he's got like 43 or 44 wins. Like Carmichael. 43 wins now, yeah. Carmichael and Stewart are like the biggest names in the sport. So and they're, I, I they're only like five in front of him. I think yeah. um, next one's got, Reed. Yeah, Carmichael's got 48. And Stewart's got 50. And Stewart's got 50 and Reedy's got 44. So he's only one off Reedy. Yeah. But they're like the biggest names in the sport ever. And Tomac's right on them. But he's yeah. only ever got one title. I was yeah. speaking to a person. I'm not going to name him just in case it gets a bit of backlash. But he was saying that Jeremy Grass wins shouldn't really be counted because it was only like him and Emig that were battling for the wins where this era you've got oh, yeah. like top, top 10 people oh, but battling. But you know, it, yeah, but it's like any sport, you know? Like yeah, I know. But he was, he was saying like it's... It's like Carmichael. Carmichael's the only one... Like, Carmichael changed the sport. He was the only one back in the day that fucking put in off the bike. Yeah. Yeah, but... I'm, and he changed the sport. They were saying it's pretty much... If you were... If back then, if you were to bet that McGrath would win a race, the payout would be, like, one-to-one. Like, yeah. he wouldn't make any money because yeah. that was that confident that when he went to go race, he was going to win because there was just no competition. Yeah. So, that's why they're saying it's... He was just a once-in-a-fucking-generation rider as well. Yes. And, and But only at Supercross, he... He only won one motocross ridle, uh, title and he was fucking one of the earliest or the first riders to have a Supercross-only contract because yeah. he was just so yeah. good at it and liked it so much and he could earn so much money doing it. He's like, fuck it, I don't need to ride. Do you, going yeah. back to Tomac, do you think Tomac only agreed to a one-year deal because he didn't want to go, hey, if I don't gel with this Yamaha and I have the same year as Kawasaki, it, I, I'm done. Like, I think, I don't I think do it would be year. a bit of both, like whether he doesn't know if he wants to... Go on, racing-wise, whether he didn't know the team would be good or bike would be good. Yeah. And then same as Vice the versa. Yamaha team. Yeah. They might think, fuck, if Tomac might be done, but he's too good of a rider to not sign. Um, <laughs> so they both kind of took a bit of a risk, but especially... Definitely working for both of them as well. Yeah. Like Yamaha and Tomac look like they're both doing well. And yeah. I guess at the end of the day, it's all about making money for them and it seems to be working. Well, I'm happy because I love Tomac, but I was saying this early in the year that Kawasaki helped Apparently, like, because I was reading an article with um, Tomac's dad, they're saying Kawasaki really held him back on what he wanted to do with the bike. And well, because it. Star isn't. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The so actual Star factory ya- owned team. Yeah. Star Yamaha has pretty much said to him, whatever you want, yeah. we'll do it for you. Yeah. Because Tomac, when he was on Cowie, that's the factory team. So yep. they've got to ride with the shit that Cowie's come out with because. That's yeah. what they're trying to sell. But why not... Or like, develop, you know. Yeah. I mean, devil's advocate here. Why not go, all right, let's have three Kings Kawasaki, Rice Championship Honda, Dillies, yeah. Carpentry, KDM, and get rid of all the factory teams and let them still be factory-backed teams, but get rid of the factory team because... Oh, but they've done it before and then, you know, teams run themselves to the ground and it kind of gives Yamaha a bad name. Or vice versa, Yamaha might want a year off or a couple of years off from outlaying massive money. So they just give a little bit of money to a 
privately owned team and then say, look, we'll give you a factory support and all the factory parts, but you're your own boss and yeah. you yeah. organise everything else. Yeah, for me, for the, the top factory guys, like winning's everything. Like, so why wouldn't you, like, I understand when, like, where you come in. Like, well, back well, in the day, you're allowed, you know, like, you could run. In Europe, you still can. You can run a fucking 2030 model bike in Europe if you want. There's yeah. no rules like that. But in America, you have to run the current model bike. Yeah. And you have to pretty much run what everyone else can buy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they that's why they bring out these factory edition. Twenty two point five bikes now. Like, yeah. you know, it's a twenty two and a half model because they've developed it and the riders have been riding it in Supercross. Yeah. But for them to allow to be do like to do that, KDM have to sell that bike. So that's why they bring out a factory edition and call it a 22.5 because it comes out halfway during the year and that's how they get away with it. I, I just think, like, because obviously we're all into our sports, like, F1's changing their rules all the time. Like, why doesn't AMA start adapting and make, like... It's to, it's to keep it, even though it's not because... It's not fair. No, yeah. That's <laughs> 100% not fair. But it's I don't the, care it's if they're trying to keep it fair. It's, it's not to, fair. Yeah, it's to keep it even, you know what I mean, and try and keep it so, like, the rich um, manufacturers or rich teams don't have all the good shit and, like, someone who's probably just as good of a rider but um, doesn't have the parts or something can't compete. But it's not like that now. Now the good riders are on the good teams. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sorts itself out, you know. They're building like a, you know, like with Tomac and Yamaha, they seem to build like a, an unreal, like partnership. Essentially. Well, you, you just like, look at Star Yamaha. Like if the, if Cooper and Colt Nichols and all of them weren't hurt, I can guarantee you. Oh, I can't guarantee you, but I could put a high percentage on Star Yamaha would be winning East, West, and the 450 Championship. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. Star Yamaha, obviously, is a Jeremy Coker. Yeah. The team manager. I think he's only the 450 team manager, isn't he? I don't know. But whatever they're doing over at Star Yamaha is obviously working because everyone loves it over there. Everyone's yeah. gelling with it. Oh, and you get it. Like all manufacturers get it. You, you get whether you're Honda, Cowie, Yami, KDM. Every manufacturer has a couple year spell when they're the top dog. It's just how it always goes. Like KDM have had it in Europe for the last fucking 20 years, but in America, KDM had a spell with like Dungey and that being the just the best team. But I'd say that's Geico had it, and then PC had it, and then now Stars got it. Like it just, it's good. It keeps the sport. That's because Geico's gone and PC's got a curse next to his name. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But like like all the teams, all the manufacturers have years where they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They just got a good team, and I think it's working this year. It's just good, bro. That's what keeps the bikes interesting and competitive and that's what makes all of us buy different brands if one bike was the best bike then yeah, all of us swappers who pay for our own bikes we would all buy the same it'd be interesting same to see, brand um, you know what i mean i'm yamaha to death I, yeah i won't yeah, buy i won't buy, like i don't yeah. care if if yamaha brought out a 2023 that was dog shit i'm a dog shit rider it doesn't matter like <laughs> it's not no matter for me so i'm buying a yamaha like i can guarantee you the most money they make is not off fast people or fast riders it's Whoever has the coolest looking bike and whichever team's winning, like yeah, that's yeah well, pretty big, much. That's yeah. what like I buy bikes on is what they fucking look like. Yeah, because yeah. they like in all honesty for people of our caliber, all the bikes are the same. Like, yeah, you, you you won't tell the difference. I can guarantee you now. Like I bought Andy's old bike, it's got an FMF pipe, it's got all these aftermarket shit. You take all of that off and put all stock stuff on, 
guarantee you I'm getting the same lifetime. Yeah. It does not help <laughs> yeah, me yeah. at well, all. Well, honestly, that's half the reason why the sports kind of took a hit the last few years is because, especially with COVID and that, and, you know, when you were buying or selling a bike, like the COVID tax on bike was yeah. fucking ridiculous and all the bike shops were selling out and had no stock, yeah. couldn't get stock. If you wanted a bike, you had to pay full sting and put a deposit down to get it. Yeah, get That's why all these riders, yeah. like, that's one of the reasons, I don't know if I can talk about it, but that's one of the reasons um, Stikesy retired is because the money fell out of the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always earned pretty good money racing. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we've only got such and such amount mm. to give you this year. Not worth it. But at the same time, why would they pay these motorbike riders top dollar when they've been selling the most bikes they've ever sold and there hasn't been any racing for the last no, fucking exactly. two years? But I get um, mad issues at the moment. Like, you know, I guess from my perspective, like I used to race at an A-grade level and I always sort of got looked after with bikes. I like priced up a bike the other day and they get, they're going to give me like $100 off retail and like I was like you're kidding like is that it but they're like they don't care because the next bike that walks in will buy it like, for full price yeah they don't yeah. care they don't care they're not getting anything off yeah. it like, they'd rather sell it to yeah, the next yeah. bike just it's like where you know but like the last 450 I bought was 9 grand like and they're 14 now like and they won't move they're like but yeah it's yeah ridiculous but anyway but that's why I think it's pretty cool that like Stan and SBS is coming on because the more the sport gets out into Australia, the more and more I see it, the more and more means that if a sponsor, I can say people outside the motorcross community, I can say, like, you look at all these riders now, U Foods has jumped on board with all these riders and sponsoring these riders with, like, food. Like, I think it's sick. Like, I think it's good that the more eyes are on the sport, sponsors that aren't associated with the sport, outside sponsors are going to jump on board because they're going to say, oh, it's not just the people at the tracker that's seeing... seeing Seeing our sponsors, yeah, it's yeah, it's not a few hundred. It's a, Queens, it's it. a Queensland round, but people in New South Wales, Victoria, um, and WA and stuff, and all of that. I don't see all our sponsors too now because Stan and um, SBS is streaming yeah, it. Yeah, which before, perfect. like Matt was saying, with before it'd be a dodgy stream, it always drop out or yeah, it just and be, the video was rubbish, yeah. man. Like oh, they like they're talking about the leader and he's not even on the screen. Yeah, like we like. Where is he? Like, I'm just hoping that they have good camera people because yeah. Yeah. the other streams, you like, they'd pan over to the lead, lead and they just wouldn't be able to find him. And it was just not yeah. very yeah. good videoing. Hopefully, they haven't got some gum tree videos. Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, We've good. seen a couple of yeah. them lately. That's going to pump some money into the sport for sure, bro, because good. that's what the sport needs is outside sponsors because the people within the industry like, and the brands within the industry have yeah. fuck all yeah. money to give away. You see a couple of them, man, like. Um, couple of local boys here. I'm pretty sure it's Nato Crawford. He's got like a jewellery sponsor, which is weirdish. And, you know, for me, I think it's so gay. But, like, he's getting all these big game, like big gold chains and stuff. What's wrong with big gold chains, mate? I just don't like them. <laughs> oh, I, I, feel like, I feel like you need a pistol <laughs> on your hip and bloody... Yeah, I don't know. For me, I just don't like it. But, yeah, that's you know, everyone to their own. And maybe it's the way the world's going. But like you said, it's good to see these other people coming in because, like... I think it's called Perez or something, but they're sponsoring a couple of riders with watches and chains yeah. and stuff. And like, it's good to see an outside point. Yeah, well, that's what you want. You want like a big brand like that all these other sports get, like footy and that has the big yeah, marquee yeah. players sponsored yeah. by Gatorade or something. You know do, what I mean? Do you like, know you what want I something reckon? Like so at Ro- like Rise last night, HexCrypto.com, they got squillions of money. Hex, get into the Australian motocross, mate. Like, 
You helped yeah. out Jake Whoever Klein. Yeah, who is he? Yeah, call him. Sponsor one of the riders. Get get some hex crypto into the Australian motocross. But at the same time, it's the riders' fault. Like they got to go out and hustle, bro. Like no one's just going to fucking give you money. No, I don't. I don't want the riders. Get into the sport. Like get into the actual sport. Like yeah, yeah. yeah but the that's round. what I mean. Yeah. It's the it's the promoters' yeah. job to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I know. I know it is, but. Like, look at Adam Bailey. Adam Bailey with the Spilled Supercross. Yeah. I think what he's doing with the Spilled Supercross is not put some of the limelight back onto the Australian motocross scene because he's Australian. He's yeah. speaking to the Saudis that have billions of dollars. That's what I mean. He's smart. Like, you could have went and asked, I don't know, just say fucking Kawasaki, no, <laughs> Kawasaki or Fox or something, Tabaki, give you some money. We're, we're running this series. You want to go hard? And they mm. just would have fucking laughed at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got some, some Saudi Arabian cocaine dealer that's got millions. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he's got some... I know I read somewhere he's got Probably some... oil money. Oh, I don't oh, know. He's got some stupid money. Like Talking about prices of fuel, how ridiculous is that? I wouldn't know, bro. <laughs> no, that is pretty depressing. We're getting pretty wild up here for fuel prices. I, I um, Yeah, it's definitely not but very really, nice. it's fuck all, bro. Like, a cup, it's like 20 cents a litre, you Put in a hundred liters, it's only twenty bucks. Extra. You say it's fuck all. I filled up Sinead's car and the, my other car cost me three hundred and sixty dollars for two cars. It's not fuck all. Yeah, I had um, <laughs> I filled I filled my Ute the other day. It was uh, sixty eight liters and one hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, beauty, love that shit. Oh. But anyway, what do you do? You need it. You can't yeah, drive I know, without yeah. it. And I guess it's sort of. Um, the government have got, I guess, government here in Australia has got a pretty big tax on it. It's like forty-four cents a litre. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They'll never take that away. Like they're making money for nothing. They're not going to remove it. So, no. is but, what it is. Oh, we'll stop being complainers. But we've got some pretty cool stuff coming on. We know um, have a couple of interviews with the Australian um, motocross riders that are doing the nationals. So, I, was, I think you said you also got Stikesy coming on to talk on. Yeah, he should be up in a few weeks, and um, yeah, we'll get him on to talk about obviously. He announced his retirement a few weeks ago and, um, yeah, we'll talk about what he's doing now, have a bit of a flashback on his career and, yeah, that should be good because you forget sometimes, you know, as soon as someone's done, yeah. the sport's quick yeah. to forget him. So, yeah, yeah. He's had quite an extensive and successful career as well. Yeah, Spike like, you know, he's, he's been, I think he's the only or there might have been a guy back in the 70s or something to represent Australia in the... Um, MX Nations in motocross and then the um, international six-day... No, yeah. Yeah, yeah he in is, enduro. Yeah. Like, so he's one of the only people... I think he's the second Australian person ever to do it. That's pretty cool. And then um, sometime in April, we got Matt and Jay coming on. Yeah, so Matt will be up. I think after that Mackay round of the nationals, is it team of April and then he's doing the school... Uh, MX coaching school up here at the Goldie, I think a couple of days after that. So we'll try and get him and him and Jake on to talk some shit, and um, yeah, hopefully he's enjo- enjoying we'll that. To, um, we'll get to truly see which one's uglier, I guess. Yeah, they're both ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon um, they'll, you'll have something to say about Jake's comment saying he's got Down syndrome? Oh, no, he probably, <laughs> probably didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's pretty much us for tonight. Um, hopefully, be on next week. Sweet. Yeah. See you later. Sounds good. Thanks for coming in, Dilly. All good. Anytime. Always having you on, Madge. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker.